Hi friends and welcome to the Temple Care Podcast. This is a place where we take a faith-based approach to mental and physical health. I am your host, Erica Fizo, and first before I get into today's podcast, I want to announce the winner of the giveaway from last week, and it is Christy. Christy, I will reach out to you and send you a message. Um, you won a facial with my good friend Lizette and my lovely guest who was on last week where we talked about encouragement together. So if you guys haven't heard that episode, I would definitely go back and listen to it. We got into encouragement and exhortation, and I just loved hearing her thoughts. So congratulations, Christy. I will be in touch with you. Um, And I also wanted to remind you guys that I do have a membership site through Patreon. It's only $5 a month to join, but In this site, um, I really go deeper, and I have weekly messages of encouragement. Sometimes it's a devotional, sometimes it's a video, Um, and my heart is really in that membership site, and I just like to go deep into personal things and what God's showing me. I recently gave a preview of my next book coming out in there, so head over there and join. It's only $5, but it supports my ministry, and It supports Temple Care and gives other women hope who are dealing with anxiety and depression. So anyways, let's get into our topic today. Today, um, I wanted to get into the idea of pausing and asking, do you pause? So for the past few weeks, God keeps bringing up this concept for me, and I wanted to kind of get into it today and talk about the importance of making this a daily practice in our lives. And I want to go through several examples of how we see this in scripture and kind of talk it out together and think, what does this pause look like in my own life? And how can I, you know, grow closer to the Lord in this way? Because I think it's crucial to our relationship with him. So today is all about the pause. And what do I mean by that? I mean, the intentional stopping before a big decision, a major life event, or a hard confrontation, anything you have going on, even if it's a small thing in your day, just where you sit down, um, you get away with the Lord, and you enter into His presence. Right now in my church, we are going through, in our women's Bible study, we're going through the book of Nehemiah. I've never studied this book before, so it was really eye-opening for me. Um, He's really an incredible leader, and I would call him an influencer over thousands and thousands, um, a leader. And consistently throughout this book, I'm seeing something in his life, and that is this pause that I'm talking about. In Nehemiah chapter 2, he has this moment before the king, and he's just been grieving over what is happening to his people and his land, but he lives in the palace of the king, um, and so... He's been kind of hiding how he looks in front of the king. He hasn't been showing his grieving or his sadness. Um, But there's a moment where the king kind of realizes that his face looks sad. Um, So it says in Nehemiah 2, 2 through 5, it says, And the king said to me, Why is your face sad, seeing you are not sick? There is nothing but sadness of the heart. Then I was very much afraid. This is Nehemiah talking. And I said to the king, Oh, let the king live forever. Why should not my face be sad when the city, the place of my father's graves, lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? Then the king said to me, What are you requesting? So I prayed to the God of heaven. 
And I said to the king, If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's graves, that I may rebuild it. So the small part that I want you to notice here is that between the king asking him what's wrong and between Nehemiah actually telling the king what's on his heart, he prayed. He paused. He said a short prayer in the moment to God where he was acknowledging that he needed God to help him and to come through for him. And I think we can learn from that. We can see moments in our lives where we just need a quick prayer to the Lord. We need a pause. It doesn't have to be this grand gesture. It can just be a small moment, you and God, where you bow your head or where you just say it to him in your head and you just say, Lord, I need your help. I need you to go before me. I need you to give me the words. And I was thinking about some other examples of this kind of a pause. And Esther immediately came to my mind. Esther had a big pause. She had a couple days um, before she went to the king. The right-hand man of the king was ready to kill all the Jewish people. And Esther was in a position where she could influence the king because she was the queen and she could ask him to save the Jewish people. But if you went before the king, it meant death. So um, there was a lot at stake here. She knew she could be walking into her death, but she um, was walking in obedience to the Lord. And she specifically took a few days to fast and pray and to get her head in the right place and to petition God before she went to act, before she had to do what she had to do. And she even involved others in this pause. She had um, the community, the entire Jewish nation praying alongside her and fasting with her. Sometimes that pause um, needs to involve other people in our lives. Another example of this was Daniel. Um, before he was thrown into the lion's den, he had he took a pause and he prayed. Um, in Daniel 6.10, it says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home, and in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since his early days. So there was a decree put out that if anybody prayed to anyone other than the king or worshipped anyone other than the king, that they would be thrown in the lion's den. And this was a conspiracy of men that um, did this against Daniel because they didn't like him. And so Daniel um, had to choose. Was I, was he going to follow his heart and, um, pray before the Lord or was he going to give into the fear of man? And, um, he knew that his prayer would lead him to the lion's den, but he decided to spend that time alone with God as a sheer act of obedience and as a time to strengthen him. And God carried him through and provided, you know, complete and total protection in that lion's den. And I love the way it says, um, as it was his custom, like it was just his habit to do that. It was his habit to pause and to be with the Lord and to go before the Lord. And I want that to be my habit too. Don't you friend? I want that to be the first thing that I think of just to pause with the Lord before I go into something big. Jesus gave us an incredible example of pausing. He has this all over his ministry. Um, and I want to highlight a couple of them, a couple that really stood out to me. The two that stood out to me were one, as he was um, going out into the wilderness before his ministry started. Jesus was out alone in the wilderness being tempted by the enemy. 
But he wasn't alone. He had the word of God. He was ready to use it as his weapon. And he had the presence of God that never left him. But there was this massive pause right before his ministry took off and exploded. He was first baptized by John the Baptist. And we remember that scene where the heavens opened up and God said, um, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. And right after that, immediately, Jesus was led into the wilderness. And I just thought about how personal preparation for ministry often happens in these pause moments. And it can happen for you too, my friend. Sometimes the pause, and often it's really an uncomfortable pause. It's a wilderness pause. It's a, I don't feel good right now kind of pause. Um, But that is what truly prepares us for ministry and our future calling and what God has for us to do. And Another part of Jesus's ministry that really stood out to me was um, before he called his disciples out unto the storm where Peter walked on water. Um, in Matthew 14, 22, it says, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. And we know the rest of the story. Um, I actually talked about this in my membership this week, but Peter goes out to walk on the water with Jesus, and he starts to sink. Um, As soon as Peter takes his eyes off Jesus, he starts to sink. But Jesus immediately reaches out to his hand to hold him up. Um, But what I want to highlight here is the fact that Jesus needed that personal preparation time with his father quiet and sacred alone time with him before this miraculous moment of walking on water happened. He had that personal preparation time with Jesus. Pausing is the opposite of rushing something. It's the opposite of taking immediate action, immediate control of the situation. It doesn't take long to pause. Sometimes we only need a few moments to sit and pray a simple prayer like, God, lead me in this. And it it really gives us a chance to listen to the Holy Spirit and to be led by Him and not by our own lusts, our own desires, our own wanting to control the situation, our own selfishness. Pause before you speak to people. Pause before you respond to a text. Pause before you blurt out everything that's on your mind. Maybe God doesn't want you to say all of that. You know, maybe he wants you to say something in a different way with more wisdom. Maybe he has something else for you. Pause to remind yourself of your humanity. Humble yourself before God. You know, I think of the verses that say like pride goes before the fall or God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. I shared that on Instagram this week. Um, By pausing before you act, you are saying to God, you know, I could have this wrong. (laughs) I could be acting in pride. I'm going to yield to your leadership. Go ahead of me. I don't want the glory in this. I want it to be for you. Ultimately, if you pause, pray and give it to the Lord before you act. He will be with you. He will also give you more peace about the outcome of the situation, the outcome of your decision, no matter how hard it is, because the enemy can't beat you up as long as you look back and say, oh, well, I, you know, he can't say to you, you did this in your own strength because you didn't involve God. You can point out and say, that's not true. 
You know, I spent time with the Lord before this. I paused. Um, I let the Lord lead me. I yielded to him. You can hold up that truth in those times when the enemy starts to attack. And because you did, because you sought the Lord and he was beside you through it all, you can look back and you can say, God was with me. God was faithful to go ahead of me. And the pause really made all the difference. Pause happens within the quiet moments with God, too. And I wanted to read to you um, from Phil Phil Wickham's book, um, On Our Knees. It's 40 Days to Living Boldly in Prayer. Um, I love this story with Elijah. I'm going to read it to you guys really quick. It's in 1 Kings chapter 19. It says, Elijah replied, And I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And Phil Wickham goes on to write, I imagine Elijah must have leaned in to hear God's voice after all that terrifying noise he encountered. He was under a lot of stress, living on the run and hiding from the king and queen who had promised to kill him. He wasn't just having a bad day, he was having a bad year. In those moments when Elijah's head must have been spinning with all the noise of terrible news and bad possibilities, about what could happen next, God chose to come to him in the most calming and intimate way. But God also brought Elijah to a moment of quiet when he had to listen intently or he would have missed what God had to say. It makes me consider that when God could easily speak in a voice that would drown out all the noise in my daily life, maybe he chooses a gentle whisper so that I will be more intentional to find the peace and quiet I need to hear him. I think a really important part to this whole idea of pausing is that we first need to learn how to be quiet, how to sit quietly and be still with the Lord. The pause comes from silencing all the noise, whether that's noise going on in our heads or um, noise happening externally. To have this pause, it takes intentional getting away with the Father, intentional setting down of the distractions, just like Jesus. I mean, Jesus literally had to hide from the crowds to find this intentional, intentional time. And sometimes the pause happens when we just hear that still, small voice, um, And usually it's calling us to do something differently than the way we had planned it. Stopping our full speed ahead mindset, our getting our list done, our to-dos, our um, accomplishing all of our tasks. And really, a lot of times I find that that still small voice is asking me to be present with the people who are right in front of me and loving those people right where they're at and setting aside the distractions in my mind to be present with them. Often, you know, God invites us into something 
not in this huge out there kind of way, but in a very, very gentle tug on our heart, an invitation. He's a gentleman. He doesn't force us into anything. He just gives us a gentle, gentle invitation. Let's try to be more aware of those moments throughout our day. Let's give him space to change the direction of our day and our path um, and even the outcome of what we want. Let me pray for us, friends. Heavenly Father, I am so grateful for this message you put on my heart to pause because, Lord, I know that I'm really bad at pausing sometimes. I am often on my phone or overthinking things in my head and letting all the thoughts I have and distractions and worries consume me. Um, and I forget to pause. I forget to take those moments to be away with you, Lord. But, oh, when I do, I feel your love. I feel your grace over me. I feel you just calling me to get away with you. And as soon as I do it, I'm so relieved and so grateful and just so happy to be in your presence. And I just pray for these sweet souls listening today that as we went through these stories in the Bible, that they are inspired to take that pause, um, to get quiet with you, to listen to your voice, to listen to that gentle invitation you give us. I thank you that you don't shout at us and you don't yell at us and you don't berate us, but you give us this gentle invitation to be obedient. And we want to be obedient, Lord. We desire that. We love you so deeply, Lord. We want that gentle obedience because we know that when we walk in that obedience, that's where freedom is. That's where we see breakthroughs. That's where we feel um, surrounded by your army of angels, Lord. And I just praise you. I pray against any enemy attacks against the sweet ones listening this week. Um, I pray for the spiritual warfare going on in their lives, that you would protect them, give them the armor of God. And I just thank you for this podcast. I thank you for the way that I can um, speak to these sweet souls. And I just praise you for your love, God, in your name. Amen. All right, my friends, that is it for this week. I loved talking about all of this with you. If you want to send me a message of something that you would like me to talk about on the podcast, um, send me one through Instagram. That's usually where I'm at. Send me a message through there or Facebook, um, and I will check there. I would love to talk about a subject that is close to your heart and something that you want to hear me talk about. So um, that's it for today, friends. I'm so grateful for you. I will see you next time.